0: Welcome to the Passion Business Podcast, the podcast for free spirits with a big idea who want to turn their passion into a business. I'm Anke Herman and I'm your host. My guest today is a former corporate worker bee turned nomad after she realized that there had to be more to life than being divorced and being unfulfilled with work and life. She quit her 25 plus year career in 2017 for what she thought would be a three to six months career break. Then she was interviewed by the New York Times about affording full-time travel and now four years and 25 countries later she's turned a career break into a way of life and teaches others how to afford their full-time travel dreams as well. Welcome Heather Markle. Hello and welcome Heather. I'm excited to have you here? We already had a good giggle, so we're in the right <laughs> microphone. <moment. laughs> so let's just dive straight in. Straight in. Where in the lovely world are you, and what's your business?
1: Uh, well, where I am in the world is New Zealand, <laughs> although I'm from the USA, and my business is helping people who want to quit their job, be able to do that and comfortably afford to travel full-time
0: for as long as they want. Ooh, that sounds juicy. <laughs> 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 so, well, my, my guess is that wasn't what you had on the plan when you left school or uni. So, no, nope. did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> no, when I left,
1: uni school whatever uni school oh it's like a unicycle but uni school okay um, so, um i went right into corporate and i'd say the first few years were good because i speak uh, six languages and i got to travel and like be international and then my career turned domestic and i basically was miserable in my job for gosh since about the year 2000 or something but you know, I kept getting guidance from loved ones. You know, you just stay stay there till you retire and you build up like they, the company takes care of you and you get health benefits. <laughs> um, and it just reached a point where I was in the wrong life for me. I, I was in the wrong job for me, but I didn't know what to do about it. I got married to the wrong man for me. And was just completely like inundated with wrong everything. And then of course um, I had all this emotion that I wasn't dealing with, which became two herniated discs in my neck because I needed to get out of my marriage, which that finally propelled me to do that. And then in 2017, it was January, 2017 I started having pain in my chest and I realized I you know, I thought back to the herniated discs and I'm like, I'm not doing this to myself again because I know where this pain is going, so I'm out. <laughs> um, so I quit my job and I intended to travel for three or six months because the only thing I knew that I love in the world is like traveling internationally, using my language skills and meeting great people. And so I thought I'll do that for a few months. Get that out of my system and then go back and get a real job in real life, but something I like better. And so I started in Costa Rica, went to like, did Central America, came back for jury duty, <laughs> and then went back <laughs> out to, to Europe. And I was like, I'm really, really loving this. Why am I going back to real life? <laughs> like, that just something's off here. So I, Gave up my apartment and became a nomad officially in October of 2018 and have been traveling ever since. Oops. Um, and so <laughs> I I came to New Zealand. It is funny because I think I spent so much of my life following my head and the logic that the ideal, I couldn't even figure out what I felt and what my heart wanted mm-hmm. And so it took a lot of courage to, to actually let my heart lead my life. And I don't think it's any coincidence that because I did that uh, last, so February of 2020, I flew to Christchurch, New Zealand, intending to be here for three or four weeks on my way around the world. And then, you know, I was locked down here, like of all places in the world to be stuck, marooned, whatever the right <laughs> word is. <you> know? <laughs> so, yeah, so I just realized as I was going, you know, it's, it's, it started out me thinking I'm a crazy person and, you know, who older than their twenties or thirties, you know, quits their job, which by the way, I had a pension and like, you know, all this stuff, I gave all that up. <laughs> who does that? Um, and um, And then, <laughs> cool, yeah. So, you know, I have, uh, I'm a business coach and I have, uh, I've been coaching and a certified coach since 2008. So, I also studied at FIT, the Fashion Institute of Technology. So, I had like uh, crafts, I made handbags and jewelry out of business doing that. So, I have a lot of different expertise. And I actually thought, forgetting the uni thing, so, first it was supposed to be corporate. Then it was leave corporate to do a business full time. And, you know, I brought my business to like just about six figures while working in corporate. And, you know, the problem with that is you just burn out. It just wasn't fun anymore. And this idea that I had to make $10,000 of working really hard at work. And then, wait, what? Now I'm working really hard in my business, which I'm supposed to enjoy. Like something was just wrong and so i really stepped away i just stepped away from everything to sort of refine myself and as i traveled more and more i realized there's a lot of other people out in the world that are quitting and traveling at all different ages and they're doing it i'm not so crazy after all i just was surrounded by the wrong people <laughs> and And there were just a slew of epiphanies as I went. And then I thought, uh, so the New York Times uh, featured me in an interview last year about how to be an expat in 2020. And that was sort of like, wow, like, this is really something, you know? And I thought in February of 2020, I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. I got a New York Times feature. I'm like, this is the year. This is my year. (laughs) And then, yeah, lockdown. Um. And I kind of put it to the side and then at some point, what are we, June, some point this year I just was like, you know what, the travel is going to open again and it's going to open with a surge and even if that's not for six months, whatever it is, it is, it's there and I'm seeing things now in the times like the YOLO eco- economy and people are, they're sick of, w- what lockdown did for people was give them the gift, I know it didn't seem that way, that I had because I quit, which is time to contemplate, what do you really want? And you realize it's what I want is not to sit at this desk and rot (laughs) for the next 10 to 30 years of my life. I want to do something more meaningful. And so I realized, you know what I'm I to hell with it. Like I'm going to go all in and just, um, start helping people looking to see if they're if I'm if I'm crazy about this or not. So I, I actually started a Facebook group uh, called full time travelers and nomads. And we have 1000 almost 1400 people in it. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of people here who want to do this. And a lot of them, some of them are doing it. And so it's about community and and being together and other people really want to do it but they just don't know where to start and they don't believe that they can afford it cuz they're buying into those outdated concepts that we were talking about and and the funny thing is that now that I'm doing what I love like I don't need 10,000 dollars a month to do it surprise mm-hmm. <laughs> like that was that blew me away this yeah. this whole training it wasn't just corporate it's the business training at least in america like about how i'm supposed to you know do all the stuff and make lots of money and and at the end of the day well you you know it's like you make lots of money and guess what you give a lot of it away so you don't actually i'm keeping more money now and having more fun so yeah so
0: that's kind of the trajectory that's that's amazing i love it i love it there's so much in there it's 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 yeah I I didn't even know about the crafty thing. Oh, you're my kind of girl. <laughs> yeah. I've <laughs> um, done it all. <laughs> well, let's let's start at the beginning. Something you said right at the beginning, you speak six, like six languages. Oh. Yes. Like that's not that common, right? I
1: guess not. I mean, I just I guess you always assume when you can do something so can everyone else, but
0: mm. I
1: studied, I think 6th grade it was required that we learn Spanish or French. And I picked French. And then, you know, you learn in grade school, middle school. Um, the French you learn is that uh, bonjour, je m'appelle, you know, it's that very American, whatever. And then I was really lucky. My, my stepmother had done this program when she was at, you know, teenager and uh, she, well, I went kicking and screaming, but she, she thought I should go live with a host family in France, which, you know, for a girl that's from New York City, only child, and used to summer camp where I'm teased and like play really small, the idea of going off to like a foreign country with strangers and I don't know what I'm doing just terrified the hell out of me. And to make matters worse, at 16, Coming from that background, I was placed in the middle of nowhere with a farm family with cows and eight siblings. (laughs) (laughs) Like my life change happened. And and besides, so I love cows. That's another thing about me. And I love cows because when I lived with this host family, I was really overwhelmed and terrified and I had some, you know, the French, but I didn't totally get what was happening. And my new siblings are like looking at me and then laughing and I'm like, what did I do? And, and I would go out into the the cow paddock who I said paddock cause I'm in New Zealand. Um, and, and there was this cow named Amazoni, who would follow me around and lick me like a puppy dog. And she made me feel like seen and, and wanted and. Yeah, so I just fell in love with cows because of that. And and then to be honest, one night I went out with two of my host sisters who were around my age and who are around my age. And I had my first vodka orange, like a screwdriver and I got a bit drunk. And at that point being totally drunk, I didn't care anymore about making mistakes when I spoke French and i didn't and like i was kind of looking for the laugh and like after that whole sequence of getting drunk and f- drunk french speaking i became fluent so and once i was fluent it was such a joy to speak to other people in their language and have this whole it was just like a whole mind blowing thing you know and and I'm like, if I can do this here, like, where else can I do it? And so I just became obsessed. And when I went to college, I used most of my electives to study as many languages as I could. I went and worked in German speaking Switzerland. And, um, well, that's a challenge. Whole, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <understand. laughs> oh, the Switzerland. I like, yeah. And, and, um, and then I like studied in Italy and picked up Italian. And, uh, so, I just kind of naturally gravitated. And then the, the weird one was I picked up Japanese too. And at, you know in, in college, I was getting somewhere with the Japanese and I could do the three languages and, and read it and, um, and you know and now I basically speak more like some phrases here and there and I kind of understand some words, but not as well as the Romance languages. Um, which actually we had to study Latin in sixth grade, I remember. So that was such a good foundation for all the Romance languages. <laughs> <laughs> you yep, know yep. so it's yeah cold, the funny yeah. thing is that here in in new zealand they the i'm trying to learn the maori language which which i don't know if it's just that i got older and my brain works differently or
0: if it's just that i just can't i just haven't been able to pick that up <laughs> well i mean i guess it's it's see i'm curious about it because my backgrounds in linguistics and translation and languages so okay really so that's why i'm always kind of like you know but I can also see the connection with the traveling isn't it because I think yeah. I I live in Spain because I, I kind of did that I I thought oh I had a trip planned to Peru you know one of those bucket list trips and I yep. just thought well you know what I'm gonna have a better time if I can speak a bit of the language right so exactly. and I got hooked on Spanish and ended up living in Spain <laughs> so but it's, it's, I think it's that because your experience is so much more intense and so much more immersed when you can actually communicate with people. I think yes. my parents travel a lot, right? But they kind of go look for familiar food, look at the sites and go back home. So it's never that same experience. So I can really see the connection there. Now, yep. I think one of the questions that people like I think there's two questions that even I got and I didn't go quit my job to travel I quit my job to move to Spain so I was kind of settled here and settled there but yeah. there's the one question is always yeah oh but but I'm I, I just can't throw away everything I've done so far you know and yeah. I did it at almost 40 so you know yeah. so it's but so that's one thing what do you say to people when they're kind of like yeah I'd, lo- I'd love to but like what do you say to that and the other part is and I think the biggest question people had: I'd love to, but like, what, what would I live on? Like, how, how do I make money to, to make that happen? Yeah, so, okay. So, sorry, now the first question was that they're, they'd love to that love to, but what do you say to people when they come out oh, love to, but I can't do this and the kids and whatever. And they're at the idea yeah, of my career, being have been for this so long and I can't stop it all. and
1: Oh, I know. Yeah, you were saying that like, I don't wanna, like, I've got a trajectory with my career. And I'm like, I mean, to be honest, like, what I realize now is like a trajectory in a career is kind of just basically your ego. And it's like, I mean, because I had that for a long time. I was like, oh, I'm like a sales associate now. Like, I can't possibly change job now because it's one step up to a sales manager. You know. Um, and it's just kind of funny because I think this is part of the, look, I do this whole in my trainings, I talk about like the consumerist mentality that we're all brainwashed into. And it's really funny. And this is just one part of it. I remember like, when you think about it, when you get a job, you work for someone else's company. It's not yours. It's someone else owns it. Someone else is reaping the benefits. And yet you feel like this is your territory. (laughs) We get really like attached and it's like, I've got my job and you're not doing, you're not doing your bit. I don't, I don't know. We get like, we take it so seriously that from a distance, I just think it's really funny. I'm laughing at myself, by the way, not other people. Cause I totally took the whole thing seriously. And, and I remember just being angry at people who like, didn't pitch in or like, you know, they were supposed to do this and it like, didn't work out on the deadline and, you know, and being bent out of shape about stuff that who cares like in the grand scheme of things. And so First off, I think there's a choice you have to make about like, who do you want to be in your life? And I'd say, look, being a, pa- I'm, I'm not a parent. So I think not breaking away because you feel like your duties as parent keep you from doing something. That's a valid choice. I mean, I mean, all choices are valid really, but um, I think, it's certainly what I did. I mean, I gave up everything. So it's not like I just was like, okay, I'll just um, quit. And I have $20 million and no sweat. (laughs) It was like, I didn't know what I was doing except following my heart. And at the time it made zero sense at all. I had no idea how I was going to make it work out except for once, instead of my head trying to talk me out of it, my heart was talking me into it. Mm. So it was a whole new calming existence that I'd never experienced. And And I think it's really about, are you going to live your life by what's in your head guiding you? Or do you want to have a life where you come from the heart? Because only when you come from the heart, can you also be fully in integrity? And I think maybe someone listening who isn't sure what I'm talking about might resonate with being in a job that you hate, uh, really knowing that you want to, whether it be quit to travel or do a business or whatever it is, you know, you want that, but you keep talking yourself into going to that job and not pursuing the dream or doing it on the side, but never really making it. Cause you're not, you're just, you're half in half out of everything you do. And you realize it, it feels bad in your body. If you actually listen, just, just take a breath, close your eyes and feel inside your body. Like it, there's probably somewhere that feels a little nauseous or sickly or whatever. And that's the lack of integrity. And so I would say like, if you wanna live your life in a full sense of integrity, then you just do what your heart calls you to do and you make some big changes in your life, and they are going to be big changes. And if you, you know, if you you either have the guts or you don't. And I guess for me, I got to a point where I was looking. I was like, if I don't quit now, I'm never going to. This is it. Like I will stay here. I will make peace with it, and I will spend the rest of my life wondering what would have happened if. Yeah. And that made me realize I don't want to become 90 years old sitting in a rocking chair regretting mm. all of my life I just didn't want that and I did I had a, a lot I had a lot of regret about my life before I quit a lot like every day and to let go of that sense of regret and now live like like just completely alive and feel content and fulfilled is is so beautiful like I'm you know and and no matter what happens like I've gotten like I, I went for it. <laughs> you know, I get to see that. And it's really empowering for your whole life to be able to to know that you took your life, you grabbed your life by the horns or the balls or whatever you say. <laughs>
0: what, and, what do you want to grab? You, know, <laughs> you grab something and you went for it. <laughs> yeah. I <Yeah. So, laughs> <yeah. laughs> I love that. It's like, I mean, it's funny because like if 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 somebody listens that could that I could say literally that very same thing, it's that thing of I don't want to look back, that's why I moved to Spain, that's why I quit everything, stop a career, whatever, I don't want to look back wondering what life in Spain would have been like, yeah. you know, that, that like dying with your music still in, I think that for me was exactly the same, It's feels so much more painful and then the, the the fear of the unknown and the uncertainty of it all and yeah you know so it's just like it's it's i mean as you say it's for everybody to decide you know if you want a blue pill or do you want a red pill what do you want right
1: it is but, and um, right, your other question about like what do you say to someone that's like well, how am i going to afford it i mean that's first off that's like i've actually developed a suite of programming uh, pro- programs and like ebooks to to help people afford it and the thing is uh my belief is one When you really, really want something in your life and you commit to make it happen, I call it hokey if you want, but like the universe actually does show up And and you, I think I've noticed it a lot more since quitting than I'm sure it was always there for me. But when I was working, I was like, that's not, that's crap. Like, you know, you just don't see it. But now that I'm doing this, I'm like, yeah, like, like, I mean, I have a million and one examples, but like, like just showing how things happen. I mean, this is like a silly example, but just to illustrate how this stuff happens. Like, I volunteer in a, an op shop, a secondhand store, and the manager there asked me to hang some necklaces up on the wall, and the and the the hooks are way, <laughs> way taller than I am. So I was just turning to get the pole with the little hook. That would that I would use to hang the necklaces. When this woman puts her hand on my shoulder and says, Would you like me to help you? And I turn, and there's this like basketball-size woman, like who's like a giant who wants to help me hang the necklaces. And she's not work, she doesn't work there. She's a client. I mean, she had to show up at that exact moment. Like, and that that happens all the time, right? Both with like situations I need help in. Um, I've met people that have taken me I just spent a a month (laughs) living with this lovely family that I met here so like not that they didn't charge me anything to stay with them like like stuff just happens and the other thing is when you're really resolute and set in making something work like not only does the universe come to your aid but you also fight for you know you're gonna keep you're just gonna figure it out (laughs) like it's just not gonna be an option and if and if you fail, because I don't really believe in that word, but uh, if it doesn't work out, then you didn't really want it. And that's fine. Then you go and do something else. And you'll know, at least you tried,
0: and then let it go. But I really that, do that's think it's true. And it's might yeah. also be, and I actually have, I've seen this a lot in my own life. And what other people have told me is when something doesn't work out the way you thought, well, who says it's a failure, it might just be the signal to tell you, no, no, that's not the, like shift, change tack a bit. And then yeah. usually like, oh, this was, and then all of a sudden you look over here, ah, you know, and something much better opens up. And I think it's what you just said. It's that not getting discouraged. So that's the other thing. People often like sort of half-arsed, like try something, so, oh, it didn't work, and then immediately shrink back. And I think you need that determination, that grit. That really, oops. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> something. I don't know what that was, but Ooh, that was the universe showing up. And- <laughs> <laughs> that was the universe. <laughs> it's um yeah, so it's that determination, that grip, that that not allow things to deter you to, you know, if this doesn't work, then you just take a few steps back and like, okay, so well that wasn't good. Where next? Here. Yep. And then you go again, right? Because that's the thing, no path is ever going to be straight. It's not going to be, you know, nicely signposted because, you know, yeah, you're going to have to go and, and try out stuff that might not work as, as planned. But isn't that interesting that what you just
1: said in corporate, it seems like your life is supposed to be straight and linear. And that's like, because if your life isn't straight and linear, you did fail, like you got demoted or you didn't get the promotion or whatever. Right. And, and it just, doesn't apply outside of corporate like there's no it's not about moving up (laughs) it's about expanding yourself so it's like a totally different thing and and the ambition isn't about moving up a ladder it's about like discovering everything that you can and giving back to humanity and like you know helping people and it's just it's just completely different so and and the non like linear doesn't even make sense outside of
0: corporate <laughs> totally totally i love that you're saying that <laughs> because i always say it's actually i met um a lovely lady amy simpkins she is you know when you say oh, all you don't you know that you don't have to be a rocket scientist she actually is one or she was one until she got <laughs> bored and started her own thing and she wrote oh. a book about the process of innovation that's called spiral i always say you know if you oh, want to it's not the straight line if you want to give it a shape make it a spiral. Sometimes it'll feel like you run around in circles, but you really don't. And see, the other thing that you said that really resonated or like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've, I've experienced it. And a lot of people talk about it. It's that the people around you aren't usually supportive, like not that they want you to fail, but I think they so want you to be safe. So that they can kind of put their ideas of what safety means onto you. And it usually isn't leading to them encouraging you to do what you want to do. Yeah, I I think I read this
1: great book by, um, I think it's Sir Ian Knight. Um, He wrote a book called The Element. And it's about the convergence of a person's skill and their passion. And I know there's all kinds of word, you know, people don't like the word passion anymore, but whatever. So doing what you love and being good at, at and, and doing that. Right. And so he profiles really interesting people like um, so Paulo Coelho, um, who wrote The Alchemist, among other books, his parents wanted him to be a lawyer. So he didn't want to. So they locked him in his room until he changed his mind, except he didn't, thankfully. So, you know, I think um, you, you end up with parents who either realize that you want to do something that won't generate income for you in their mind. And so they try to redirect you, um, to where they think that you'll make the money. Uh, or you have parents that are super supportive and are just like, go for it and try it out. And if you don't make it well, then go do something else. Um, so, and I think, Either way, you, I mean, you find your way there. The, the irony to me is, uh, at least in my experience, if you try and force yourself on a path that you're not meant to take, then you end up not succeeding. You're not going to make. That's how I. I mean, I was in corporate. I'm like, I know I don't belong here. And the thing is, if I were going to stay here, I want to be president. And there's no way <laughs> that I'm going to be president at this place uh, because. I've got a different personality than they want. I've got, I dress differently. I'm outspoken and blah, blah, blah. Like none of this is a fit. So, you know, thank God I took a different direction, but otherwise there wasn't going to be a a linear straight or curvy path. I was going to basically sit in the same place for the rest of my life. Um, and
0: so yeah <laughs> that's a lot more I think for me that sounds a lot more scary than any adventure you know your own path can kind of bring to you so talking about adventure what's next what, 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 what's on the horizon I guess with you know with all the uncertainty that especially in your you know sector and in, in your realm of work you know COVID obviously yeah. would have you know so what, what have you got planned?
1: Well, funnily enough, I booked a trip to Australia, (laughs) to Sydney, (laughs) for two weeks from tomorrow, which I guess I'll be rescheduling. Um, But uh, yeah, so I was going to do a little travel. I haven't seen my parents in over a year so planning to go see them and I'm also um, I just signed a contract to write a to co-author a book so I'll be um, writing and developing an inspirational card deck and a couple more programs this year uh, to help
0: people to do the full-time travel thing (laughs) that's fabulous so where can people go and find out more about you get your programs get in touch with you Um, where's the best place to go
1: the best place is probably my website, uh, which is heatherbegins.com, as in I began my life when I travel, so heatherbegins.com.
0: <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Well, thank you so much. There's uh, loads of gold in here. So fabulous, fabulous conversation. Thank you. Thank you and, for having uh, me. I think we're going to have another conversation. <laughs> <laughs> there was so much in there. Well, I think we might need <laughs> another one. So okay. for now, thank you. And I'll thank talk you. To, speak to you. Soon. Great. Keep looking forward. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe and leave a review to help others find it. If you are a coach, speaker or author, a passionate big picture thinker with a vision and you want to build an online business to reach and impact more people, go to passionbusinesspodcast.com and download a free copy of my book, Taming the Tech Monster. And join my free community, Don't Just Learn, Create, Business building for Mavericks to connect with others on the same path. That's passionbusinesspodcast.com. I'll speak to you soon.